What's your best horror story from moving? My guest this week has a story of moving awkwardness that thankfully has a pretty happy ending. This is the Greatest Story Ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. I'm continuing my mission to collect everyone's stories that seem completely unbelievable but are 100% true. If you're looking for a good example of this, uh, look no further than Frederick Russell Carroll. Frederick won a million dollars in the lottery in North Carolina, which would be noteworthy on its own, but not quite greatest story ever podcast material. I bring this story to your attention because Frederick forgot about the ticket and had it sitting in his wallet for three whole weeks. He happened to stumble across the ticket, scanned it at a local convenience store, and the readout told him to visit lottery headquarters. They didn't actually give him any information. They just told him to visit headquarters, so he didn't know that he had won a million dollars until he arrived at the lottery office. So I'm glad that he actually did. I'm a little annoyed at all the stories I see in the news lately with people forgetting lottery tickets. If you people have a potentially life-changing piece of paper sitting in your wallet or junk drawer and you completely forget about it, you seriously need to rethink your organizational schema in life. Of course, everybody who subscribed to my email newsletter, The News SideQuest, is already well aware of Frederick's story. You can join the ranks of the well-informed and entertained by visiting my website, keithconradmedia.com. My guest this week is Craig Collins. Craig and I work together at WGN Radio in Chicago, and now Craig is the afternoon host on WMBD in Peoria, Illinois. Actually, he's the second Craig Collins I've worked with in radio. The other was a producer in Huntsville, Alabama, and now he brews beer, which shows that he's much smarter than both me and this Craig Collins. Craig, thanks so much for joining me. Ah, thrilled to be here, Keith. And I've had a, a number of different stories because I've been doing this podcast for a little over a year now, and, and I've had all sorts of different stories. I mean, our mutual friend Dan Levy talked about when he uh, uh, he and the Ball Boys at the United Center scarfed down the entire uh, Orlando Magic clubhouse spread. You know, with <laughs> that early. I mean, that's Amazing. a life thing. And uh, yes. I talked to Dana, Dana Perino, the former White House press secretary, about uh, meeting her uh, her future husband on an airplane flight and, uh, you know, basically ditching everything to be with him. And uh, wow, and, you know, but but interestingly enough, despite the fact that literally every human being on planet Earth has an interesting moving story, like like I could tell you about the fact that uh, the, the story of when my family moved from Alabama to Denver. Uh huh. And um, we, we basically had to get everything in the house loaded into a moving van in one day. <laughs> and we thought that the movers had just done amazing work because they actually got it done until we uh, actually got to Denver and unloaded everything and found out everything had been broken. Like, oh, they, my, my dad had like this giant, uh, like three foot balsa wood dc 10 model that he had made completely from scratch wow. and the guy's way of packing it was to snap the wings off and just throw it in a box you know they did move all your stuff i don't know if it was on their advertisement to move it broken or move it together but they i would <laughs> the one defense i would have for them is they moved everything uh, none of it was useful after the fact yeah, that, that, that's true everything did in fact make it to denver but uh, <laughs> interestingly right. enough after a year, I have not had a moving story, but but you're going to resolve that for me, so I appreciate that. 
Yeah, no, I figured that with all the sentimental stories you're talking about, all the life-changing events, I would tell you about the time that I moved a mattress on the red line in Chicago. But I want to I wanna set up the story a lot. So I want to take you through the summer of 2009, if you don't mind, and we'll eventually get to the mattress. Interestingly, that's the same summer I moved to Chicago in the, well, in there the you summer go. 2009. So Yeah. So I was, I was actually living in Chicago already. I was an RA at Columbia College in Chicago, and the semester ended. And I had talked to a buddy about what I was going to do. And he's like, you know, this website, couchsurfing.com. And I'm like, I do not. And then he told me about it. He showed it to me. And I was like, all right, I can do that. I'll couch surf all summer. So I stayed with him for a couple of weeks trying to set something up. I got a job as a bartender uh, at Navy Pier. Uh, I was actually the only American they hired uh, along with a bunch of Irish dudes. I don't know why they hired just me, but I started to talk about it at work. I just talked about couchsurfing.com and the Irish guys we're like, don't do that. That's a terrible. Should I do my Irish accent or no? Uh, you know, let's not uh, let's not okay. cause international incidents. Good, good, good. Uh, so my my Irish friends, as they turn out, uh, start to tell me that it's a terrible idea to do couchsurfing.com. And what I should do is live with them. And I'm like, why? Okay. And they said, well, there's 13 of us in a two bedroom house. We throw a lot of parties since we're here to party and be bartenders. We'd like one American to live with us who can answer the door when the cops come. And I'm like, really? They're like, we'll okay. give you we'll give you one of the two bedrooms so you can have your own bedroom. You have to get a mattress, uh, but you can have a bedroom. We'll all live in the other bedroom and the basement. And if the uh, landowners come over, if the landlord comes over, we all have to run because only three of us are allowed to be there. But you would also talk to her whenever <laughs> she comes around. And I'm like, sure. This sounds like a great way to spend my summer before my next semester. I, I, I really like this because... Everybody has their assigned roles in the house. Yes. You know, there's no question about that. You know what your job is. Right. And once I had mentioned that I'm technically related to Frank Sinatra, according to my late grandfather, who never truly explained that, they actually gave me a Frank Sinatra poster and called it the Sinatra Room, which nice. I was happy about. Yeah. Uh, but so anyway, so I'm living with them for the summer. There is a ridiculous amount of parties uh, that do occur. Not many cop uh, situations, though. I think I only dealt with one. Uh, and then the summer ends and I had never really planned what to do next. A friend of mine was wanted to get a uh, apartment in Wrigleyville. Uh, and by the way, I'm actually living in Pilsen on the south side with the Irish guys. Um, mm -hmm. And so my buddy says, you should move in with me here in Wrigleyville. I have a truck. I'll come. I'll pick up a bunch of your stuff and we'll, we'll move you over. And I said, OK. And he said, you have to pay the uh, deposit and the rent right away. As a bartender, I wasn't making a lot of money. I probably had partied a tad too much with the Irish guys, too. As a side note, do you know how the Irish guys party at bars? Do you know how they go out? <laughs> no. So one thing they like to do is get what they call a noggin. Uh, this is a little fifth you put in your pocket of extra alcohol. And so mm -hmm. when they go to bars and they found all the dollar beer nights, they would also fill up noggins with cheap vodka and drink those as well. So every nice. single evening was uh, was a interesting evening, Keith Conrad. You know, I would just like to to also point out that I I feel like you have better friends than me because... <laughs> I, you know, I've been in situations where I was like between places to live and everything. Yeah. And uh, my my wife, you know, we just got married, uh, you know, last year during uh, the height of COVID. Congratulations. She's the first person in my life to ever say, hey, you know, you should come live with me. You know, it, <laughs> apparently you've, you've got people all over the place saying I, well, I, I had a few. Yes. But I think they were more interested in my money. Remember, this is around college sure. time. 
Um, yeah. But they, yeah. So my buddy does pick me up. He gets a lot of my stuff. But the one thing we leave in this apartment that I have with the Irish guys is my twin mattress. It wouldn't fit in his truck. He promised to get it another time. I gave him all the money I had, uh, which paid for the deposit and paid for the uh, first month's rent. So I was essentially penniless. I think I had a CTA uh, student card uh, to take the red line wherever I needed to go. And I got to the new apartment. The Irish guys call me and say it's their last night in their apartment. They're like, we got to get out. Your mattress is still here. You got to move it. And I'm like, all right. So I call my friend with the truck and he goes, nah, man, I'm at work. I can't get out. There's no way I could do anything to help you. Uh, and he actually worked in the suburbs. So it wasn't like I could easily get out to the truck. And all <laughs> of a sudden, Keith, I am stuck in a situation where I'm in Wrigleyville with almost all of my things. And there is a twin mattress in Pilsen that needs to be transported. I have no money to my name uh, for a couple more weeks. I have no way to get around outside of the CTA red line. And so I think to myself... I have two options, right? You could just throw the mattress out. I, I could sleep on the floor that evening in my new apartment. I could do whatever I want. Or or I could move the mattress on the red line uh, from Pilsen to, to Wrigleyville and have a mattress still. I don't know where you would have land, uh, landed as far as decisions go there. If you would have thought that, that moving something you sleep on through the uh, you know pea-covered CTA was a bad decision. But I yeah. went the other way. Oh, no, I would uh, completely 100% be the 180 of that because <laughs> there has not been a time in my life, uh, at, at least as, as, an, as, as an adult, where I have moved, where I have not left something behind, where literally I just go, oh, screw it. I don't have room for this. So yeah, I'm just it'll be it. fine. Leave it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was in the house in Wrigleyville and I was looking at the floor I would sleep on without the mattress. And I'm like, well, it's there. And so I, I hadn't truly like decided I was going to do it. But I take the, the red line trip to Pilsen. Uh, actually, I think I had to transition to the orange line at one point, too. Um, and then I get to, well, see, to that my... That makes it even better, because <laughs> now you're, you're like moving across stations. You got to go look, like down the stairs and back up to the other yes. platform. Accurate. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I get to the apartment, I get the mattress, and I realize I don't really have anything I need to move it. So I go to the hardware store and I get at least the cover, the plastic cover. And then mm -hmm. I'm standing in the apartment. Uh, that's trashed. It's not, they, they did not do good things out of that apartment. Um, and I'm, I'm deciding whether or not I'm actually going to do this. And I don't have like a, a cart. I have nothing to wheel it with. So I lift the twin mattress with my hands and I kind of penguin walk it out the door of the apartment. <laughs> and then I'm standing, I'm standing outside the front of the apartment looking and I'm like, Oh, there's a lot more to do here. I have to walk it to the train. I have to board the train with it, and that is a turnstile train. Uh, and I remember the face of the first CTA worker uh, who saw me approach the orange line and then open that little gate for me, and it was just shock. He spoke no words. He looked at me moving <laughs> my mattress onto the platform, and he, he, like, nothing. He didn't say, do you need the door opened? He stood up. He opened the door. I walked through. He looked at me and closed the door and then went about his life. I think he continued to stare at me. <laughs> It was very difficult, by the way. I, I will tell anyone that's looking for a tip here in this uh, episode that like getting the mattress through the CTA door, you've got to be prepped for that because it does try to close on you almost immediately because of how uh, awkward that is. But yeah. I, I successfully get it onto the orange line with some help of a couple people that also can't believe uh, what I'm doing. Um, and then I get to the transition platform. Again, these same two people actually help me carry it. To the, so that one wasn't as much fun. They did carry it through a street of Chicago with me onto the red line. And again, same interaction uh, with the CTA person. They look at me. I think they might have said, you serious? 
and then they they let me on. Um, <laughs> and then I'm I'm sitting on the red line alone now. Uh, there are other passengers, but there's no one that seems like they're with me with a mattress headed toward Wrigleyville. And it's the day of a Cubs game. And I wasn't aware of that, uh, uh, Keith. So Cubs fans start to usher on and they think this is the funniest thing ever. They're like, this guy's going to sleep at the ballpark. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying to, everybody loves mattress guy. They start like making jokes about me. They tell me to put the mattress on the ground and I don't do it. I don't listen. And then eventually I get off at Wrigleyville with all of the Cubs fans with my mattress. Nobody helps me. So I guess if we want to judge, yeah, if we want to judge specific baseball fans, the two guys that seemed like White Sox fans from the South side carried the mattress with me from the orange line to the red line. Uh, Cubs fans wouldn't even help me get off the platform. And then I start to, again, penguin waddle my mattress. What is like a six block walk from the red line to the apartment I live in? And all of the bars at Wrigleyville also think this is amazing. And one of the pers- uh, the people starts yelling at me, mattress guy, mattress guy. As I get further away, he actually chases me down. He goes, you got to come. You got to come back, man. And I was like, all right. Doesn't help me carry my mattress. But I turn around with him, bring it back to the bar, and they start buying me shots. They're like, mattress guy needs some shots. He's moving <laughs> a mattress outside alone. And I was like... All right. Yeah, sure. Why not? So I get hammered, Keith Conrad, with Cubs fans, uh, and I still have my mattress, and people think it's hilarious. There's no photos, nothing on social media, because I guess 2009 isn't good enough for that. And yeah, that's then, the dark ages. <laughs> right. And then I go the final, like, five, whatever, four blocks to my apartment, completely sloshed with the mattress, and by the time I get to the stairs of my apartment, I realize I, I don't have anything left. So I do put it on the ground and lay on it as a drunk human until my roommate comes home and finds drunk new roommate Craig outside of the apartment on a twin mattress. And he's like, he's like, what happened, man? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Just help me get this inside. Uh, I'm sure that almost every part of the cover was removed at one point or another. I'm sure the mattress probably sat in some things it didn't want to sit in at times. Uh, There was an elevator used at one time, and those are terrible. But so I eventually got it to that apartment, and I wound up using that mattress for three or four more years before I think we set it on fire. That's what I would have done after all that. Yeah, that's a good good way to to put it out of its misery. It is one of my most uh, uh, happy memories of college is living all summer with Irish guys and then choosing to transport a mattress I had bought just to live with them from the south side of Chicago to the north side of Chicago on the CTA uh, and being called mattress guy by so many people. uh, Again, it would have went viral had we had the social media for it. You know, uh, after we worked together at uh, WGN Radio, I, I uh, produced uh, my my friend John Howell's show on, on WLS for a couple of years. Yes. And uh, uh, because it was a morning show and because uh, WLS wouldn't give me a parking spot, I took the red line in every morning at like, you know, 3.30 in, in the morning. It was, it was me and Jenny Milkowski taking the red line in together every day. And... Um, uh, so I did a segment on the morning show called Tales from the Red Line, where I would just <laughs> recap all of the strange things that I had seen yes. uh, on that morning. And, and believe me, there were some strange things on the red line at, at, <laughs> at three in the morning. Uh, at no point, I, I did at one point see a gurney with okay. what appeared to be something on it. Like I, I wasn't going to get close and investigate, sure. but it, there was there was a gurney with something on it covered by a sheet. 
uh, but no, never anybody moving a mattress. <laughs> well, on, what I line. what I what I love to be curious about is outside of the Cubs fans who are just ridiculous and celebrate anything, uh, much like they do when they go to the ballpark and their team loses, but they still have fun and get drunk. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think it the amount of thoughts going through random people's heads as a human being by himself is transporting a mattress on a on a public form of transportation. They have to be wonderful. The amount of things people thought of me have to be all over the place as far as the level of danger I I um you know might have had uh, just a bunch of things like that. You know, I you have uh, you have your own radio show and I, and I feel like this could be a a promotion that, that you could do <laughs> like uh you know the the Craig Collins mattress bar crawl. Mhm. Every summer, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I feel like you should you should talk to the promotions, you know, people and, and and make this happen. You know what I love about that is we could trade the mattress between people throughout, and no one would have to deal with my experience of. T- and it was a very difficult move, uh, to say the least, to to touch back on the things you said about other moves that are hard. Uh, but I would like a one twin mattress crawl that is shared amongst all the bar crawlers. That does sound awesome. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good thing. So, uh, you know, I usually ask people any uh, any big uh, you know, <laughs> life lessons that you learned from from this experience, but uh, I don't know. Other than you know, sometimes it pays to save a little money rather than you know going out and buying a new air mattress or something. <laughs> actually, actually taking Look, the the time to move your stuff. Right. I am. I am aware, as I've told this story to people um, since, at the amount of of penny saving that this uh, story demonstrates in me, the amount of uh, cheapness. Uh, So I guess if there is a life lesson to be learned, it's sometimes a dollar can be spent or can be thrown out. You don't have to uh, save every penny. Uh, And yet I'm still proud of myself, Keith, because every part of the trip I contemplated giving up every part of the, I, I thought about just leaving the mattress on the red line at one point, just getting off with the Cubs fans, pretending it wasn't mine anymore and assuming it would have a nice life. But no, I, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe sometimes uh, it's better to spend than to save. Well, it, it, when you think about it, a bunch of people bought you shots. So yes. <laughs> at the end of the, like that wouldn't have happened if you just randomly walked into a bar. No. But when you walked by carrying a mattress, suddenly everybody was willing to buy you shots. So may, maybe you actually did come out financially ahead in all this. <laughs> I, I assume I'm the only guy in the history of Wrigleyville to be bought several shots by other people in the bar while holding a mattress because it did come I, into the bar with me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that definitely that, that's <laughs> got to be a first. I can't imagine that, that having happened. Uh, oh, well. And, well, thanks so much for sharing your story, Craig. Sure. No, thanks for having me on, Keith. It was a lot of fun. If you think you can top Craig's story of moving hijinks, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. Abatron.